Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Xander Bogarts on the move in the infield, potentially for the Padres in 2024. Dennis Lynn writing about it today in The Athletic. We've been discussing it for the better part of the last few weeks. John and Jim with you here on the Wrap-Up Show. It is a morning edition, a Friday morning edition of the Wrap-Up Show. Whether you're here live or on replay, make sure to check us out. The Wrap-Up Show here on YouTube. Please subscribe. Year-round content for Padres fans. Smash the like button for us. You can follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. If you'd like to support the channel, click the dollar sign below the chat box. We'll get to all of your super chats here tonight. We interact with those super chats each and every day, so click the dollar sign below the chat box. And thank you for your memberships. Click join. You'll get custom emojis and badges. Uh, this has been discussed wildly, or widely, honestly, over the last um, few months. Sander Bogarts, once he signed that 11-year deal, was he going to be a shortstop or not? And it's only been one year, Jim, and there's consideration now being given to moving Xander Bogart to either first or even second base, according to Dennis Lynn today in The Athletic. What do you, what do you make of this? I mean, we're, we're talking about this in year two. Year two. Position, position change? I just don't, I don't get it. Um, it just... Another example of how AJ is completely flawed when it comes to building a roster. You can't just put a bunch of talent on a roster and expect to win. The pieces have to fit together. And getting another shortstop and just thinking to yourself, oh, I'll move him to first base if I wanted to. Move him to second base. It's fine. How many games has he played in his career at first base? I want to say zero. Why? Um, why are we? That up. Why? Why is this a thing? Why is this becoming a thing? I don't. Becoming I don't get a it. Thing because they don't have any money to do anything beyond moving their infielders around. Right? Like you're right. You yeah. should go out and get a first baseman, but they gave 80 million to Jake Cronenworth. They gave mm -hmm. 280 million to Xander Bogarts. So they're like, one of you two needs to play first base. That's why. And that's uh, that's on AJ. 
because it's incredibly stupid in year number two in a le- of an 11 year deal deal where he's your shortstop and because you can't build a cohesive roster you got to move him to first base and you've already signed Jake Cronenworth to an 80 million dollar contract to be your first baseman and he is not a good first baseman as far as product production goes like he's good defensively but the production that you need from a first baseman it, Jake Cronenworth's not going to give you that and neither is Xander Bogarts to be honest with you if you look at Xander's numbers this year well albeit they're f- fine you put him at first base and you give those for him the first base job and he puts up those numbers like <laughs> I mean that's still not good enough production wise for a first baseman no, it's not. By the way, Xander Bogarts has never professionally, that includes the minor leagues and the major leagues, played either for first or second base ever for one game or one inning in his career. Now, I get it. I get it. You know, He's 31, so if a 36-year-old ends up playing first base, that makes a lot more sense to me than a 31-year-old. I thought his defense was fine this past year. I mean, it wasn't great, but the Padres' defense in general – was very good, like putting him. And then Dennis talked about the fact that his desire would actually be to play second base over first base. But then you have this whole conundrum of like, if you're going to move infielders around, why would you put Bogarts at second as opposed to Jay Cronenworth, who's like a natural second baseman who has played the position really well. And then you have the Manny Machado conversation, which is he's not going to be fully healthy to begin the year. He's not going to be playing in the field, you wouldn't think. Mm-hmm. So you already needed a different third baseman probably in the month of April, if not April and May, and that could be Hassan Kim. So it's like you're already going to have moving parts on your infield. Are you willing to just move everyone? You're going to put Bogarts at first and Cronenworth at second and Kim at short and Machado at third? Is that the path forward with the Padres in in 2024? Unfortunately, it might be the only path forward, and that's that's because this team – didn't build the roster the right way. You you have pieces that just don't fit, and we all saw that. And now it's going to be even more awkward when you move your shortstop to first base, when you have your first baseman going back to second, and then your second baseman going back to shortstop, and then you have a hole at third base because Manny's going to be out a while. I mean, I, I just think it's a complete swing and miss here, and it, it, it's just another bad look on AJ. It just is. You 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 signed Xander to be your shortstop. 11 year deal. And now we, after 1 year you're like, "Well, actually, can you play first cuz we don't have a really good first baseman option." I mean, didn't they do the same thing with Fernando Tatis Jr. who thought when he signed that deal he was going to play anything other than short? I mean, wasn't that their plan when they yeah. signed him? Now, to their credit, or maybe they got fortunate or lucky, Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to be a very good major league outfielder. Um, offensively and defensively, but it's like, you're right. I mean, they've, they've got, it's like you you have too many shortstops or you don't have any at all. Like if, who was your future shortstop? Is it Hassan Kim? He's got one year left on his deal. So if you move Bogarts off short, is your future shortstop Jackson Merrill? Well, he hasn't had any seasoning in the big leagues. We have no idea what he's going to look like. Is your future shortstop still Fernando Tatis Jr. as Bogarts ages? Are you going to move him from right field off a gold glove caliber year? Like, it's a master of none. You got Kim, Bogarts, Tatis, Merrill. Who's your shortstop? And you shouldn't be having the conversation each and every year. 
They should figure it out. You don't sign players to 10, 12-year deals and move them off positions each and every year. So who is the future shortstop for the Padres in the 2020s? Is it Jackson Merrill? Is it Fernando Tatis Jr.? Is it Hassan Kim? Or is it Xander Bogarts? It's weird that we would even have that conversation with these players under long-term deals. And the thing with Hassan Kim is he became your best shortstop and second baseman. So he's he's he is your best option at at either position. And he's affordable and he's extremely valuable now. And I I don't know like where they're going to go here. It feels like the pieces that they're trying to put in this puzzle are like just trying to fit a square in a round hole, a square peg in a round hole. And and it's just like something feels off. It doesn't feel right. And I know that that Tatis moved to the outfield and he was supposed to be your shortstop of the future. But that was also something that everybody projected. Everyone was like, dude, that guy, I think he's gonna be a better outfielder than an infielder. Mm-hmm. Has anybody said, I think Xander's gonna be a fir- better first baseman than a shortstop when he's never played first base in his professional career? It's not that he's I mean, here's the thing. At the end of the day, why would you sign him to a $280 million deal to, quote-unquote, just have him play first base defensively, right? Like, first base is not the most challenging infield position, and you think at that money, you want versatility. The money they gave Machado, versatility. He's a good defender. The money they gave Tatis, versatility. He's a good defender. The money they gave Bogarts, first base DH, that to me is a reach. $280 million for a non-power hitter to be a first baseman DH? He's a crazy reach. You could argue it's a huge reach if he's a great defensive shortstop. But to put him at first and DH him as a guy that's never going to hit 30 home runs again in his big league career is an absurd reach. And to your point, speaks back to the issues of making that free agent signing from A.J. Preller. You're giving $280 million to a guy that is a nice offensive weapon but isn't some complete game-changing piece within a lineup, correct? He's just not that player. Nope, he's not. He, he's a complimentary piece that could hit you 300 in a season, but he's never going to uh, give you those 30 home runs, 115 RBIs, right? have a 900 OPS or an 850 OPS. Right. He's just not that guy. And it feels like a massive swing and miss. I mean, you look at his career numbers, last couple of years, is that the production of a $280 million player? I tell you no. I agree. I, I think he, again, he's been a very, he's been on very good teams. He's a two-time champion. He's been good before in the postseason. Um, and honestly, like you said earlier, and you're probably giving him maybe a little too much credit, saying that his 2023 was quote-unquote fine. He had a good April. He had a good September. He had four bad months, and he was not clutch. Now, he was not the only player that wasn't clutch, and it's not to say he can't be clutch again or put together a full season, but he had a good two months, April and September. He had a bad four months, May, June, July, and August, and that's what happened because we all watched it. So I don't know. I mean, what I do know is this youth movement is going to happen. It has to speak to some of that. It has to speak to Jackson Merrill's future. It has to speak to the fact that you don't know if Hassan Kim is going to be here long-term. But if Hassan Kim isn't going to be here long-term, it's more of a reason not to go moving Xander Bogart's off shortstop. Because if Kim's last year as a Padre is 2024, then you're going to move Kim 
for a year and then you're going to move Bogarts back in 2025. What are you going to do in 2025 with your infield gym if Hassan Kim isn't here in 2025? Who plays what position if Kim if they can't afford 150 million dollars to keep Hassan Kim or more? I mean, <laughs> I guess Jackson Merrill is your shortstop then, but that's maybe a reach as well. We don't know what Jackson Merrill is going to look like in the big leagues. We have no idea. No idea. No clue. And you've had them play Jackson Merrill in the outfield in the minors because like Bogarts, they, Bogarts. And that's, that's the whole thing here is you got distracted by the shiny object. And you went all in thinking that this talented player, he's a talented player, was going to just be that like thing that took them over the top. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even close. Xander's a, a fine, nice player. I'm sure, you, I'm sure he's beloved in, in Boston because yep. he won two World Series there, as he should be there. But I also... Bet you a lot of Red Sox fans looking now are like, I'm kind of glad they didn't give him $280 million. <laughs> Probably. And and by bringing Xander into the puzzle, like you said, you you got Jackson Merrill. What, what are you going to do with him? All right. You got the moving of Fernando Tatis Jr. because of Xander Bogarts. It ended up working out for them because Fernando Tatis Jr. is a gold glove right fielder. And he's probably one of the best outfielders in the game. But then now it's like, okay, Hassan Kim, who was by far your best shortstop last year, you got to move him to second base. Now, granted, Hassan Kim is great, I feel like, anywhere defensively, but still, you're you're kind of, you're moving these dynamic, you're moving these pieces. It's like, hey, by the way, I know you were great at shortstop last year, but now I need you to be second baseman. And then, hey, Jake, I know you were, you were really good at second base, but now I need you to be a first baseman. Hey, Xander, I know that uh, we wanted you to be a shortstop, but because uh, we're not getting the production out of our $80 million first baseman now, we need you to move to first base. Like, whoa, dude. I don't know, man. I, I think you're going to have a little pushback potentially from Xander, and I think there's already been a, some pushback. Like, dude, what? You you want me? I, I was at a press conference last year saying that, no, 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 I'm the shortstop. And then just a year later, you're going to tell me you got to play first base? Yeah, I, I wonder what they're going to do even to start the year. I do wonder what it's going to look like defensively to start the year with Machado presumably DHing at least to start the year. So that alone to me is a reason not to make these changes. So I'm already going to be without Machado potentially, and now I'm also moving Bogarts off of short, which means maybe I'm moving Cronenworth to second and Kim. Well, Kim's going to be a third, so maybe. I, so I don't I don't really know what I'm doing with my infield if Machado is starting the year as DH. Here's the other thing about Bogarts I want to bring up is I just looked this up. So Bogarts, to our collective point, is a nice offensive piece that completely benefited from spending his career at Fenway Park, Oh, which over the last three years is the number one hitter's park in Major League Baseball behind Coors Field. So 2021, 2022, 2023, it's the second best ballpark factor in baseball. Guess what's the second worst? Petco Park. Ahead of just T-Mobile Park in Seattle. So you went from the second best hitters park to the second worst hitters park. And surprise, he had a quote-unquote down year. Now, again, some of it was lifted by what he did in April, what he did in September. Maybe he was hurt a little bit. 
by his wrist as well. He had a 790 OPS, which is a fine year for a fine player, but not for a $30 million a year player. It was below his career average, which is a 12. And that should not come as a surprise because he played at Fenway Park. And by the way, that 790 number he posted this year with the Padres gym could come down as he ages. He's 31. Hopefully he can replicate for a couple more years. But when he's 35 plus, he's not going to be an 800 OPS player. He wasn't an 800 OPS player in 2023. So there's just a lot of reasons to question that deal and question his productivity. Because again, he did a lot of it at Fenway Park in Boston, not Petco Park in San Diego. If now I know they want, they only won 82 games last year. But if Xander Bogarts was not on the team last season, would you have even noticed? No, no, I think he did more. I mean, I hate to say this, but I mean, we all watch it. I think he did more harm than good. Mm -hmm. The double plays, the inability to hit with men on or men in scoring position. Again, he had moments in September when they went 14 and two. That's true. He was beneficial in September when they played much better than they did most of the year. That's fair. But the other four or five months, I think you could argue he did as much harm as good. I just, it's a very forgettable season. Like, you know, when you watch a basketball game and a guy scores like, I don't know, like 12 points and you're like, what? It didn't, right. It and they didn't lost do anything. 19. Yeah. It didn't do anything. I feel like that's kind of like Xander Bogarts. He's just, he's there, or at least this past year, he was just there. And he didn't bring much to the table to, you know, impact games like you would want from a 20, what is he, 28, $26 million player? Because it's 11 years, 280? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if Fernando Tatis Jr. is not in this lineup, you would have felt it last year, even though his numbers weren't all that great. But he also, I think, changed the game defensively. Hassan Kim, same way. I think Juan Soto, same same thing. Um, I didn't feel like Xander changed this lineup at all. I feel like he almost hurt it because his his defiant attitude of I got hit in the five hole. Hmm. Like you, you hurt your team a lot by doing that this past season. Yeah, he's because a, he was he, always batting with men on base and never coming through. He had like 50 RB. How many RBIs did he have this year? 50-something? No, he had more than that. Yeah, I, he had to have more than, I don't know, 55? More than five-hitter? That's pathetic, dude. You got to drive in runs, man. 58, yeah. not good enough. Um, No, it wasn't it just, just. It was not the a good piece year. Didn't, the piece, as of right now, could change. Could be great next year. But as of right now, that piece does not fit yeah i agree with you all right guys if you are here please subscribe here on content for padres fans smash the like button for us you can follow us on twitter at john schaefer at jim russell sd thank you for any super chats great way to support the channel click the dollar sign below the chat box we will get to all of your supers here today by the way if you're looking for our thoughts on what andrew baggerly wrote today in the athletic about bob melvin's future could it be still in San Francisco? Is that why the Giants have not yet made a hire? We'll be discussing that today at 3 on John and Jim. We put a link at the top of the live chat right now. Please subscribe to our John and Jim YouTube channel. We'll be discussing that at length today. Coming up at 3 p.m., Bob Melvin's future. Is it in San Diego or potentially back in the Bay Area with San Francisco? Real quick, our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz. We can't do this without the support of Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. Whatever your insurance needs are, Mark can help you. I've got a... 
Uh, what do I have? Homeowners, earthquake, and life insurance policy through Mark yeah, Nimitz. He has saved go. my family thousands of dollars over the course of the last couple of years. We had a claim here last year, and he took care of everything, saved us so much money, saved us so much time. Mark Nimitz is a great insurance agent. He's a San Diegan, a lifelong Padres fan. And just by switching your insurance over to him, he could save you $750 or more. Auto, home, business, life, renters, earthquake, whatever it is, Mark Nimitz can help. He's got great service and communication. You can take that from me, having gone through a claim process with Mark in 2022 when he made everything simple and easy. You can see his website on the screen right now. Click the link in the description down below to get a free quote online. Call Mark. He'll talk to you about the Padres. He'll talk to you about saving $750 or more on your insurance as well. So, again, if you support this channel, please support our local title sponsor, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance, by clicking the link in the description down below or by giving him a phone number as well. Or a, yep, by giving him a call the phone number. Information above my head, mnimitz at farmersagent.com. Reach out to him. Let him know that John and Jim from the wrap-up show sent you. All right. Uh, John and Jim with you here on the wrap-up show. What do you got here? From Johnny, says Xander gets a one-year pass adjusting to a new team. Give him a break. That's not how this works. Sorry. I don't think you get a one-year pass for a team that's supposed to like go to the World Series. Like a one-year pass? That's a lot of a pass for a player in his prime. Like he even said at the end of the year it was a lost season. AJ Preller said it was a lost season. Like he's not 22 and he's not 41. So I think a player at the age of 30 making close to 30 million a year, like they didn't pay him to produce in 2024. They paid him to produce when they signed him. Yeah, uh, this is professional sports. When a team goes out and gives a big contract like they did to Xander Bogarts, there's no like, hey, you know what? It's fine if he has a shitty year in year one. That's that, none of that, dude. No, I'm sorry, Johnny. No way in hell in any sport, football, basketball, baseball. When a team goes out and signs a player to a mega super deal, you got to perform right away or else like that looks like a bad deal and people will be upset with it. And when you sign a big contract, you're expected to perform kind of like right away. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yeah, it was predictable, by the way. Switching leagues... Going from a good hitter's yard to a bad hitter's yard, it was predictable. I mean, with the benefit of hindsight, it would be easy to say that Xander Bogarts would uh, fail to live up to his career numbers in 2023. Now, can he bounce back in 2024? As we've both said repeatedly, yes. Nobody has said because it was a bad year, it's going to be a bad 10 years. 
hopefully he's got a number of good years ahead of him. 24, 25, 26, 27, still before he hits a really bad start. Yeah, before he hits age 35. Like that's and by the way, this wasn't all on Bogarts, but the reason we're discussing it is because Dennis Lynn is writing, and we've discussed this previously, that they're gonna have questions that need answers related to what are they doing with Jackson Merrill? What are they doing with some of their middle infield prospects? Xander Bogarts, as he ages, is he going to need to move off? Sure. Well, we knew that was a possibility. We just didn't think it would be off year one. And also the question of where is Hassan Kim playing in 2025? Like he's going to get paid and he's probably going to get paid a lot. And do you want to be the team to give him that $150 million deal when you just gave 80 million to Jay Cronenworth and it hasn't worked out? And are you going to go double down again on a player? Like it came in a nice year. He had a very nice year, but is he going to continue to do that for the next five, six, seven years? It's just, it seems like they got a lot of questions coming out of, in 82 and 80 disappointing year. And if Kim does produce kind of the same years as he did this past year, then you're thinking to yourself, like, that's is Xander Bogarts that much of an upgrade over Hassan Kim? Because I would say no. I would say I would if you're telling me right now, all things being equal, would you rather give Hassan Kim 150 million dollars or give Xander Bogarts 280 million dollars? I think I'd have to go with Hassan Kim because you're getting just the same amount of production from him, and better defensive player for half the price. It just that's the that's the thing here that that I don't I don't get with this franchise sometimes is the like the thought out process of like, hmm, should we maybe not give a 30-year-old 280 million dollars? And should we maybe see how Hassan Kim plays out? Because he had a pretty nice year this past year with uh you know, Fernando Tatis Jr. suspended at shortstop. And then all of a sudden, booms, he he pops, right? And you're like, okay, now we got a shortstop. Half the price, younger, better defensively, can put up the exact same production offensively. Like, nah, just give a guy $280 million. And yeah, again, to champ- put him at first base. Everyone loves shiny objects. Like I like new cars. Like everyone likes new cars. And then you buy it and you're like, wow, I bought a new car. I could have gotten one that was used for half the price and it's 80% as good. Mm-hmm. So in the moment, nobody was saying signing Xander Bogarts was a bad idea. With the benefit of hindsight, knowing that Juan Soto was only under contract for this year, Hassan Kim is only under contract for this year. They gave Jay Cronworth a bad deal. They gave you Darvish a bad deal. Like adding that all up, and it's easy now to be skeptical of $280 million for Xander Bogarts. And it's left them in a spot that's pretty much unenviable, where you got Machado through age 41, Bogarts through age 41. Tatis's future still in question, despite his good outfield play this year, because he didn't hit for power. I think he bounces back. Juan Soto's future, Hassan Kim's future, just... Again, as I said repeatedly here today, they just have so many questions. Um, the two-step, thank you for the super chat. He says, what do you think about moving Tatis to center and trading Grisham? Well, th- there's no issue with moving Grisham. Um, he has no value, but absolutely they can move on from Grisham. Now, there's a quote in this article from Dennis where he had quoted Tatis as saying, I like right field more than center. I feel like right field at Petco is way bigger than center. I get more chances to get more balls, and I feel like my speed is just going to play a lot out there now again he might not get the choice to determine where he's going to be playing long term and maybe some of the Padres issues have been guys you know saying hey here's where I want to play as opposed to what's better for the team but Tatis was so good and right 
that I'd almost be surprised if they moved him off right, at least in the short term. He was so good. It worked. It fits. Don't tempt fate. Leave him there for another year. That's what I would do. That's another thing with this franchise. Oh, Tatis just won a gold glove in right field. Let's move him to center. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, what? Even though I think he would excel in center field, I think he would excel anywhere in the outfield after seeing what he did this year in right. But you want to make sure the guys are comfortable. And Tatis looked pretty damn good in right field. He really did. And you can upgrade over Trent Grisham. It's not that hard to upgrade over that guy. But they refuse to do it for some reason. And it's like, you're not paying him a bunch of money. Um, why are you so adamant that this guy has to be your center fielder? And like you said the other day, John, if he's not winning gold glove after gold glove after gold glove and excelling and being the literally the best defensive center fielder in the game, then why aren't you moving off of him? And why aren't you looking to upgrade? And and we keep hearing, Jim, was it was it Preller that said it or even Melvin late in the year? Like, we feel like there's more to untap with Grisham. Well, that's completely on you then. He's been here for years. You got him in 2020. That's four big league seasons. That's mm-hmm. the length of a presidency. Like, yeah. you had time to develop him. If you can get more out of him in the future, why haven't you gotten more out of him in the past? Four years. It's not like he had one average year and then you unlocked him. He's had four, but well, he had an average year in 2020. Mm-hmm. Then he's had three below average years. It's going to take a fifth year to unlock Trent Grisham. Well, that's an indictment on you, not Grisham. Well, also, when do you put it on the player? That too. Like, but this is who he is. They know that. So it's their choice to keep him and play him. Because Kim got unlocked this year. Is that was that the team or was that the player or was that a combination of both? But he he was even quasi unlocked in year two. His numbers have gone better from one to two to three, where mm-hmm. Grisham has gone bad, bad, bad. Yeah, and then same thing with like Jay Cronenworth has been good, good, and then worse, bad, worse, bad. <laughs> um, so what point do you put that on the player? I feel like mm-hmm. you're right. I, I do put blame on the organization for those things, but I also put blame on the player I as well. I mean, when you're laying down bunts <laughs> just because you can't, you don't have any faith in yourself that you can get a base hit. What was the situation? I, I, I tried to completely forget about it. Was it the bases loaded? When he bunted in like extra innings of the ninth inning, it was the one of the two games they lost in the last 16 gym where they had a zillion opportunities. That first loss when they were running an eight or nine game winning streak. When they had the game one, it was bases loaded, nobody out. I want to say, and they didn't score and then lost the game. And he was in, he was part but of that sequence. When I lost my shit on him, you lost was it. Yeah, you went crazy. Bases loaded, no outs or one out or it was something like that. It was bases loaded, nobody out, and he punted. Yeah, and that was all on him. And Melvin's like, dude, I don't know. What, I don't. Know what oh yeah, that's right. He bu- he bunted right. It wasn't from the dugout. He bunted yeah. on his own. So then, when you're talking about like, hey, that's on you to like make him better. And then my point is, well, it's also on the player too because when you're pulling shit like that, yeah, I agree. With nothing. You. There's nothing that Bob or anybody in the organization can do when you got a guy going rogue who has zero confidence in himself that he's bunting with the bases loaded. Dude, you said, and I didn't disagree. You were like DFA him or like yeah. send him down. But 
done. I, we knew they wouldn't. And almost no. not only did they not, you have AJ Preller in his year on press conference saying, we still feel like we can get more out of Trent Grisham. So they've like doubled down on a player that has underperformed repeatedly. And the argument they've made to keep him is, well, he plays really good defense. And I'm like, well, your, your really good defense isn't winning you games in 2023. Him playing really good defense didn't do anything for them in 2023. Go get someone that plays really good offense. Yeah. How many the games did he like truly affect this year because of his defense? Or his that offense could, that you could get that you couldn't get from anybody else out there. That was the I mean, center what, fielder. What was his war this year? I don't know. Look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Great. I'm looking it up. I'm, I, that's what I'm doing. Somehow it was two, and I don't buy that with a 666 OPS and an OPS plus of 87. So well below major league average. That's because of his defense. He was a quote unquote two war player, and I don't buy it. I just I don't, don't buy it either. Um, I'd prefer the guy, I'd prefer, you know, the offensive weapon to the defensive threat. I mean, their defense is fine. Their defense will continue to be fine. It'll be better than fine. And they don't need Trent Christian in center field to have a good defense. They can have a good defense with anyone in center field. Their defense actually last year was really good. Amazing. I mean, it was, it was like one of the best in the league. And what did and it buy him? A record of 11 games under 500 when this, when the season was over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause you got guys that are. They can't hit. Oh, they that's right. Thank you, Charlie. Remember Dave Roberts and the Dodgers said, you know, they thanked Grisham for like getting yeah. out of yeah. a tough spot. Yeah, I would have DFA'd him then there. Like, it's over. I, I, You've probably tried all you can do to, to help fix this player and help unlock him. But if the player's not going to help you at all in accomplishing that, and he's going to start doing shit like bunting with the bases loaded and then, you know, you hear the Dodgers completely thank Trent Grisham. Like, it's over, dude. I don't know what else you can do. The player, to me, is the problem more than it is the organization, in my eyes, for Trent Grisham. Gosh, you're going to die in the hill of Trent Grisham having value for the Padres? Like, give me a break. I mean, you, you watch the games. We watch the games. He has He's no trolling, value. Dude. He's trolling. He has no value. He's trolling. Gus is oh, Gus is the in fact, he's of the chat. Not only is he have no value, I mean, it he's he can be replaced at replacement value, so he he can easily be replaced. And by the way, the stats do suck, and that does support our narrative: a six sixty six OPS and eighty seven OPS plus for starting center fielder for four consecutive years is asinine and crazy, and not a fireable defense or but offense, but really damn bad. All right, Aura, ORA.organic. Again, a longtime supporter of John and Jim here on the wrap up show. If you're looking to get healthier, check out Aura, ORA.organic, all their plant based nutritional products, whether it's the probiotic I've taken every single day for over a year for digestion, heart health, mental health, and more, or the pre workout supplements or the proteins for after workouts. Or the omega-3 oils, if you're taking a fish oil, check out Aura. They have sleep pills, immunity pills, and more. Everyone would love to get healthier in 2023. You can do that with our friends at Aura. Their co-founder, Will, is a huge Padres fan. He is a San Diegan. They have offices in Liberty Station. You can check them out at ORA.organic or by clicking the link in the description down below. So if you want to get healthier or if you're looking to get your family healthier, your friends, if you want to support this channel, check them out, Aura, ORA.organic, or click that link in the description down below. Yeah, go there right now. They have everything you need to uh, live a healthy lifestyle. Uh, if you're looking to start taking some supplements um, and you don't know where to start, go to Aura, www.ora.organic. Pick up some of their stuff. 
uh, try it out and uh, you'll thank us later. So in the chat, you want to compare Juan so you want to compare Juan Soto to a Trent Grisham, Gus? <laughs> you want to do that? Dude, he's John. He's trolling. There's no point. Should I hit him? Put him in timeout? No, just leave him be. It's fine. Okay. Um, I forget where. Someone asked in the chat. Oh, here we go. The two step. Who? What is your yeah. number one target to fill center field? Well, first looking at the free agent class um center fielders in the free agent class not the greatest okay well they don't have but, any money yeah that's that's the thing i mean obviously the top center fielder is cody bellinger are right, you gonna sign cody bellinger money. no you're not um and then you have guys like harrison bader kevin kilmeyer uh kiermeyer jackie bradley yeah i mean kilmeyer's a, a, a good option for sure. I mean, at 740 OPS last year, he's good. He's good defensively. He's 30. He's, he's on the older side, 33, you know, almost 34. Um, Kevin Pilar, like, you know, there's not many options here in center field as far as the free agent market goes. Um, But trade wise, dude, sky's the limit. I mean, you, you I just feel like anybody out there, it's not hard to find an upgrade over Trent Grisham in my eyes. It's just not. Dude, they have a player in their system that can play center field. I don't know who it is. I'm not watching every single night. I guarantee you there's a player in their system that can perform to the exact same level, if not better, than Trent Grisham. I guarantee it. So that's definitive. They're not going to lose out. They're not getting worse in center field with anyone else. So it's not a concern yeah. to me because you're not right. you're not downgrading. If, if right. nothing else, you're going to have comparable production. And probably better, honestly. Right. The, the exactly. whole point is to upgrade that position. Um, and it goes back to the Xander thing. Like, did you mm -hmm. upgrade your shortstop position this year over last year? No, not really, right? No. Did you Have you upgraded your first base position since you traded away Eric Cosmer? No, it's never been good, right? Have you upgraded at center field? No. No, they haven't. Now, I will say this. Kim last year, so Kim in 2022 at short had a 708 OPS. And Xander Bogarts was a lot better than that. I mean, it was 790 in the end. We can try to discount it based on September. He was a better offensive player than Kim in 2022. He was a worse defensive player than Kim in 2022. That's, you know, you can't question that. Kim's an elite defensive player. Xander Bogarts is not. So it was similar. Yeah, I think it was a similar year. Kim 2022 to Bogarts 2023 at short was probably similar. And that's the thing is like, okay, yeah, a 790 OPS, duh, Jim Fax is better than a 710 OPS. Right. Was it, but is it a $280 million decision to upgrade that from a 710 to a 790 OPS? No, you wanted to go from like 710 to 910, but he was yeah. never going to be that player. Right. That's the problem. It's it's you could have ro rode with Kim this season and it would have been the same. And you get the production out of Kim that you got this year offensively and you're like cool. We we don't have to go out and spend 280 million dollars. We can use that to maybe get a competent first baseman that can hit. Maybe go out and get 
a center fielder that is a needed upgrade over Trent Grisham. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could re-sign Gary Sanchez and have Gary Sanchez with Luis Campisano, even though I would kind of be cautious to go and potentially re-sign Gary Sanchez because you're if you re-sign him, you are uh, potentially going to be in a situation where you have a guy making 12, 13, 14, 15 million dollars and he's a 600 OPS guy. Yeah, and hitting 199. Yeah. They got questions, man. They really do. I mean, they have so many questions, including what their infield is going to look like in 2024. And one of the big questions is like, when is Manny Machado going to be in the field? Because I think he's he could be in the lineup, but I mm-hmm. don't know if he can be in the field. I just don't know enough about the injury. But to me, it would seem like the thing that's going to take time, as we've seen with elbow injuries, is going to be his ability to play the field, uh, even if he can hit. So I don't know. It's Manny. Maybe he's out there in April. Maybe that's a possibility. But if he's not, then Kim's your third baseman. And Opening day next year, John. I know it's yeah. October 20th. We haven't even got to free agency yet. It's coming. It's all that stuff, right? Yeah. So I don't even know if Bob Melvin's going to be the manager No, next we have year. no idea. We'll talk about that today at 3 p.m. on John and Jim. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel, John and Click Jim. Click that link. Click that link, wherever John's pointing to. Um. Give me their starting infield next year. March 20th in Korea? Yeah. Um, Cronoworth at first. Okay. Bogarts at short. Kim at third. I don't know, one of these rando young guys at second that we saw in September. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean... Am I, what else can you do? Kim has to be a third if Machado's out, which means Bogarts has to be a short because you're not moving Kim and Bogarts, I wouldn't think. You could put Cronworth at second and put one of these randos at first. <laughs> but, I mean, what am I missing? Like, they're not going to go out. They're not going out and spending in free agency to get a first baseman if Jay Cronworth is on this roster. And they're not going out and spending in free agency to make up for Manny Machado not being in the field for two months or one month. Mm-hmm. So you say free agent first base. I don't see it. I don't, unless they move Cronenworth. I mean, if they move Cronenworth, I could see it. Or the free agent's going to be like Matt Carpenter. Like very <laughs> low level. Though. Right. I mean, I'm saying like a very oh, low level yeah. flyer, no value free agent. Yeah, I would what say with, with the players that they currently have like on the roster, I do think there is something to this Xander Bogarts going to first base thing. Okay, I'm listening. So I'll just throw out that. I'll say Xander first, say Cronenworth at second, Kim at short, and a combination until Manny gets back of Batten and Matt Eddie Batten. Rosario at third. Yeah. Who? Hey, he played, he played yeah, fine no, defensively. They played, well, they played well. I mean, they played well down the stretch. Yeah, he played. I, I thought Matthew Batten for, you know, Matthew Batten thought he held his own at third. I think he's the next Machado. He's the next book Brooks Robinson, actually. Yeah, next, exactly. Yeah. Mike Schmidt, Scott so, Rowland, Hall of Fame. There Famer. you go. I, I think it's going to be chaos. You're going to have Xander at first, and he's going to make a bunch of errors next year, and everyone's going to be like freaking the fuck out. What about Garrett Cooper? I think the Padres, could he be on the Resign list off-season priorities for AJ Preller, Garrett Cooper, who this past year 
made $4 million, which means he'll make more. That was uh, his final year of arbitration, so he'll make $5 million plus. Next year, Garrett Cooper. Would you like to see Garrett Cooper back in 2024? Sure, for the right price. Um, he might be wanting a north of $10 million, and in that case, no chance. Yeah, I don't. I thought he was a nice player. Honestly, I don't. Yeah, I don't know though. Fine. With this roster, do you want to go double down on like the thirty-year-old free agent, or do you want to give the the Eggies and the Battens and the whomever else is in your system some opportunities to fill that role? You're gonna you're gonna want. I think they're in a position right now where they're probably leaning towards giving the younger guys more of an opportunity. I agree, because they don't have any options. They're, they're, they're stuck in a, a position where their options are very limited. Um, and you got like the Graham Pauly who's played infield and outfield positions for the Padres who had this huge year. I mean, that that's what's happening, to your point. They're going to graduate these guys. I don't know exactly when. Pauly, Merrill, mm-hmm. some members of the pitching staff. These guys are have to contribute. We've seen it with their bullpen. They've done reasonably well with it. The Tom Cosgroves and others that performed last year. They're going to have to graduate position players. Rosario, Batten, Pauly, Merrill. The guys like Snelling and Lesko will have to pay dividends between now and 2025, right? Like They're going to have to rely on a youth movement if the payroll is, in fact, coming down. Because I don't see how the payroll comes down and you're signing Garrett Cooper and you're adding first baseman and you're in the free agent market for a center fielder. I, I just don't think the math is going to. Is going to work. It, it'll be. It's going to be a big camp for young position players. Huge camp for young position players for the Padres. Yeah, it will be. Uh, the math is going to be a huge question mark going into this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I am just as curious as the next to, to see how it works out. How are they going to navigate this massive payroll with? all of the disappointment that came with it and what's their plan to bring that thing down. And when they do bring it down, what's their plan to build a winning roster without having to braid Soto and, you know, not making any sizable signings this off season. And, and like, what are they going to do? It's going to be, it's going to be fascinating to watch. It is. And I, and I still feel like the first question that we said that needed to be answered, even though it was answered, is still unanswered. And that's Bob Melvin. Well, we're going to discuss that today at 3 p.m. on John and Jim. Click that link in the live chat, pinned at the top of the live chat. Subscribe. We'll join you today at 3 p.m. We'll start with Bob Melvin's future. We also want to remind you about our friends over at Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. They're now matching your first deposit up to $500 if you use promo code PODSWRAP. That is P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. And they're giving you a winner this week, a free pick'em winner, if you use promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. Do you think LeBron scores higher than a half point on opening night against the Nuggets? I do. I like LeBron to score higher higher than a half point against the Nuggets. And then you can pair that with some Major League Baseball playoff action like a Jordan Alvarez RBI today. And this is boosted to 1.25 pay. But I can't boost my pick with the LeBron pick. Um, But I can take Jose Altuve tonight to score higher than a half run. So if LeBron scores a point, 
If Altuve scores today, my $20 wager pays $60. At underdogfantasy.com, by using promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P, you'll get that 100% deposit match up to $500. You only have to deposit $10 to get the match. And then all the way up to $500, they've got drafts going on right now, Major League Baseball playoffs, NFL Week 7, and more. Best and easiest place to draft. You draft or do an auto draft. They take care of the rest. No waivers, no trades. They will set your lineup if you support this channel, if you're looking for the best place to play fantasy sports, check them out. Underdog Fantasy app or underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code PODRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. Gus, did you win the season-long draft? I think I lost that thing very quickly. Yeah, I think I did as well. Um, congratulations, Gus, to our season-long, if that's accurate, which I believe is. How much did you win, Gus? Congrats on the win. He's like $10,000. Yeah, would you win? Let us know in the chat. Congratulations on winning our season-long draft, MLB season-long draft at underdogfantasy.com. And congrats on, on beating me and Jim. That was basically a guarantee. Oh, he won third. Okay, awesome. I love it. Good stuff, Gus. Thanks for playing, Great. man. Appreciate it. All right, join us today, 3 p.m. John and Jim, we're talking about Bob Melvin's future. There is more to report there. Andrew Baggerly in The Athletic. We will offer... Our thoughts coming up at 3 p.m. Please subscribe to the John and Jim YouTube channel. Click that link pinned at the top of the live chat right now. Please support our partners, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance, our title sponsor, Aura, ORA.organic. If you're looking to get healthier, Underdog Fantasy, use promo code PODS RAP. Please subscribe if you're here. Smash the like button for us. Follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer at Jim Russell sd and until 3 p.m on john and jim for jim i'm john this has been the wrap-up show thanks guys please without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.